Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like John Oliphant, Kindwick, and Jonathan Ryan. Coming up on TMS, I said Alaska, but I didn't mean it. Butt dial included a butt. A shower and a day quill. For those about to commute. We salute you. Integumentary, my dear Watson. Kadalarha Bonita. Trusted adult cocaine. Teeth buds. These stamps are spicy. Pill off the posh. Exposing the men mound. Guy wrapped in a couch. I don't like Duncan feces. No more unlimited soapy pillows. Our books are due with Amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Know what? Now Wendy's is making bacon. No bacon. Bacon? Wendy's is making bacon. I'm not going to raise my voice. This is the morning stream. Ah, that's the level of stupid we're looking for. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Hello, Brian Ibbett. Hello. Now, have Hopefully I... Hopefully getting closer. Yeah, go ahead. Please. Sorry, I was just going to say, have I gotten past the five... You had a five-day bet that I would screw the date up by five days into the show, and I think... Oh, I... that's right. I said by... No, I said by the 10th. Oh, by the 10th. All right, so we're still by good. The 10th. We're still... still the, good. The competition you haven't done is... it yet, right? Nope, still haven't done it. Competition right. is, has been thick, although I did sign some artwork... Uh, as 2004 <laughs> wow okay yeah and then i realized I, what i, I wish did i could count it. that i could count it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has to be show it has to be show stuff right that's our yeah it has to be it has to be you actually saying it on the show now so tomorrow is the uh tomorrow's the last chance there was a near miss today brian was almost not here and yeah. uh, he is here now though he got a, I'm a here shower now. a shower and day quill really is what did it it really is what it took you know i was feeling like i was feeling like hot garbage yeah warmed over garbage a bag of oh what was the uh what's the term uh do you, what's the uh oh i don't know a bag of assholes or oh. something like that what's the Char- charlie sheen phrase <laughs> like it was a, ba- a bag of or smashed a tin, a tin can of assholes or something a, like that there's a smashed bag of smashed assholes I think that's it a bag of smashed assholes uh <laughs> that's a pretty good sheen that's not that's not <laughs> bad from all the uh, tiger blood and wizard and uh I'm impressed. And stuff like yeah yeah uh, plus, you have to you have to just really nasal it up. A bag yeah. of smashed assholes. It, it, you get more nasally the more coke you snort. And that's how it works. Uh, I guess it is. That's, yeah. that's true. Anyway, 
yeah, that's what I felt like this morning. And I texted Scott at 4.30 a.m. Like, uh, you know, no good texts ever come at 4.30 a.m., Scott. And, mm-hmm. and basically said, maybe you want to find a find a co-host today because it ain't going to be me. And uh, feeling good enough. Maybe I don't sound good enough, but I'm feeling good enough to do a to do a show. That makes me so, glad. I'm very happy. I am yeah. sad that you had the dip, but um, also oh. this thing going around is known for the dip. It's known for the the, the really the, the oh ricochet. really like a lot of people are experiencing this. Yeah, my uh, so I think Carter has it. It's been real up down for her. Um, I oh. my thing was just straight horrible sore throat and. Uh, sinus infection thing for like eight days straight and it never really varied much and then just yeah. went away i don't think this is the same thing you got some gnarly ass yeah i don't know what this is but uh i was, I was seriously thinking last night i told tina i was like i can't remember the last time that i felt this sick for this long like because yeah. it it hit after the show yesterday i basically did a little bit of freelance then went up and laid on the couch and binge watched the show that I that I finally finished up at four thirty in the morning. Oh my gosh! Oh, Four it was... seasons of a uh, <laughs> of a future recommendal. You were so you were up watching a thing at four thirty when you texted me and you realized. Oh, yeah, man, I'm not yeah. Gonna... I was I was up. I was like I cannot sleep any anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm, oh, I'm out. That's awful. Yeah, yeah, I feel for you, dude. That sucks. But you know you're here. I get another text at like seven something. And he says, you know what. I had a shower. I got Dayquil in me. I think it'll see, be okay. Yeah, let's see if I can get a little bit uh, get a little bit better here. And uh, sure enough, so be impressed yeah. at home, everybody. At Brian's, yeah, stick see with exactly what I do for you. That's right. Because we have we have two rules here on the show about about uh, attendance. And the only rules we have are if you're sick, you get better, and you don't you don't come in here. So if you do, it's yeah. always like, well, you know, one of us will always say to the other one, well, if you're not feeling it, don't worry. You know, remember, health first, all this stuff. And then right, the other right. thing was, oh, there, do we even have another thing? Is that all we have? I think oh, that's our only rule. I guess it's, family uh, stuff. If there's a big family deal. Then well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, family stuff always always comes first. Yeah. So if, if it's Tina's birthday, well, not that we not that we don't do shows on birthdays, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, Something like that. Tina takes, the, Tina takes her birthday off. I don't take Tina's birthday off. No, I don't even take my own off. You kidding? Yeah, freaking. Yeah. Look, it's just another day to me. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I'm glad you're Damn you're here. Boss. Um, I so speaking of what we do and how we do it, and yeah. also the snow that we both had, we're we're frozen over right now. We got all kinds. Really? Of, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's cold. Today's going to be the warmest day of the week at 44 degrees for a high today. Oh my gosh. We get we have a high of 15 coming up on Sunday. I don't think we go higher than 20 today, and then we get into the single digits and negatives next week. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you're you're getting the same thing we are. Yeah. And it's somebody told me that Colorado and Utah. While we were having, you know, some normal winter business, that yep. we're not in the way of this cold or this what do they call it? Freeze. Yeah, the one that's coming up through New Mexico apparently is not is not what's affecting us, which yeah. surprises me because, well, it sure feels like that's the kind of thing they're describing in New Mexico, but yeah. apparently not. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's it's hitting states around us, so I don't know why we got a little bubble around yeah. us, but we do. And uh, good luck to Kansas. Good luck to. Uh, uh, Idaho, I guess you're right sure. in the way of the freeze, Alaska. and uh, Alaska, and who else? Um, Alaska. Did I say Alaska? I didn't mean them. I meant uh, yeah. who did I mean? Oh, Montana. You're right in the way. Montana, sure. Yeah, sure. look for that coming at you. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the reason I bring all that up is one nice thing about what you and I do. Uh, yeah. There's lots of you know pluses and minuses, but one of the pluses I think is that when there's huge amounts of snow, we don't have to commute 45 minutes somewhere. 
Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just come downstairs to our, our studios. There's uh-huh. no snow to clear between there and here. <laughs> we have a two-minute commute. That's right. So I found a thing I thought was interesting. Uh, so I wanted. this is kind of a shout-out to all our commuters out there. Maybe you're even in your car right now commuting, listening to the show. I don't know. Um, but I found some st- interesting data on the oh, cool. average the stuff. Yeah, yeah, average commute time to work across the USA. This is as of uh, 2023. So these are really recent numbers. Oh, good because yeah, because I think a lot of the, a lot of people's work styles changed during the pandemic. A lot of companies said, uh, "All right, we're going to let everybody work from home during the pandemic," and then afterwards they said, "You know what? We're going to let you keep working from home because." Uh, it's we can save on office space and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so what you see here, well, let's see. I can put it up for the chat as well because they should see this yeah. chart. This chart, uh, it's kind of a heat map, sort of, of really light yellow down to kind of hot red, and the hot red is the longest amounts of time people spend commuting, wow. and then the lighter or less. And the old maps were more red and further west. This sure. one is more light and. F- and pushing toward the middle of the country Darker to the east. Yeah. Um, but you can tell more populated areas make sense. They're going to have the most traffic, right? Like, sure. Sure. You can't Los avoid Angeles. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, parts of, let's see that stuff in Nevada up at the top. I'm trying yeah, to f- the Northern Nevada. I mean, that's even further North than Reno. Yeah. That's dark, uh, dark dude. What's that about? Yeah. I don't know. Um, probably if I had to guess, let me zoom in. Cause here. that's like a 35, 40 minute. It just, it just probably means that there's people who work in very rural areas and they have a long drive just to get to their office. Not, not because of traffic, but just because of the distance that they have to go. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to do a similar thing with ours. I'm looking at it and going, okay, Salt Lake, the little, the little wad of Salt Lake in the center top of the state. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this, let's see, what would that be east of me? That would be, I don't freaking know. But down here toward the bottom, you got, I assume that's Cedar City that's all lit up. And that's probably because that's sort of a crossroads for everything. Uh, that makes sense to me. You got a real deep red in yours where people are going 40 plus minutes to get wherever they're working. Yeah, but that's if that's west of us, that is, uh, those are mountain town folks. Those are people who work in like Silverthorne, Vale. Aspen. See, we're uh, if you look at the Denver area where we live, is that lighter, lighter pink one to the right of the dark red, kind of in between those two big dark red blotches. Oh, I see, like the little mini Utah, like a little it looks L like there. a little looks like a little uh, knife blade pointing down. That's Jefferson County. Oh, I see it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Aurora is the big uh, Tetris block L shape to the right, yeah, to the east. And then the ones to the west of us are like, like you said, like mountain town kind of stuff. So, All right. and then the far west yeah. stuff, I assume, are much less populated because those are yeah. areas where nine minutes is. I mean, you you would think it's like, oh, well, out in rural areas you'd have further to drive, but you also have zero exactly. traffic. So, yeah, you just yeah. get on the road and take your truck where it takes you, and you're done in nine minutes. That makes sense. But anyway, exactly. it's a lot, and uh, I just feel bad for. Let's see, is this L.A. down here? Uh, it looks like it is. Yeah, but L.A. I mean, you could be you could be two miles from your office and still have a forty plus minute commute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel... you have to go on the four hundred five or the one ten or something like that. Let's see what happens in tech. Who's got the worst in Texas? Hold on, let me pull up. Texas. It looks like Houston over there in the yeah in the southeast. Although uh, Dallas, kind of uh, north north, uh, north central northeast, yeah. is uh, yeah. Pretty pretty pretty, le- pretty left heavy I go I guess yeah. Um, yeah I'm surprised Mississippi has 
Yeah. Uh, and Louisiana have so much red. I've been to both. I've driven both of those states kind of up and down and across them all multiple times. And I never really felt like, well, I guess it's not the same as a commute, though. I don't know. I don't right, know. right. Hard the to DC say. DC area, not a lot of working from home in DC. No. People have to go in to the office. Oh, yeah. Big Jersey, time. Philly up there. Nice big dark red splotch at, at uh, Philly. Yeah, look at that. Look at Long Island. Yeah. That thing is effed. Yeah. <laughs> it's all red. Yeah, it's all red. You guys are screwed. Um, anyway, I'm curious what people write in with with their average commutes because you know some of you are going to be in a rural area and tell us different or why it works the way it does. But I'm always just fascinated. Well, we probably have a lot of folks who work from home too. Yeah, we probably do. I know we do. Yeah. A lot of folks in our morning chatter from you know they're working at home. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, just thought it was interesting. And uh, yeah, Alaska probably the. Uh, the easiest i mean who knows who lives out there in the frozen tundras outside of your major cities but alaska big old uh, nine minute swath almost nine minutes or less swath in there the, oh yeah look at that holy crap yeah. how are the islands they're all kind of orange but not bad yeah kind of surprising the numbers on uh hawaii though yeah yeah I'm a, so the main islands got some beef I love how this looks like it's just off the coast of Texas, the way they had to arrange of this. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great? If it, it be great if, uh, it's just kind of freaking me out, the proximity. I don't like it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, what's the middle, what's the middle cluster that's lighter? Um, that's that, your, uh, Kauai, I believe. And, uh, uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they got it going on. Yeah. Less, less community. But I mean, you, you would not think that, uh, is Maui one of those in the middle there? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think that there would be, uh, it's like 18 minutes to get from one side of the island to the other. How could you have a 40 minute commute? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, Molokai. Oh, Kauai is uh, up uh, north uh, west. Uh, yeah, Kauai, Molokai. I'm sorry, Molokai, Maui, Big Island down to the right, and Oahu, kind of in the in the uh, northwest of that little cluster. You officially passed today's geography lesson that I would have failed. There's no way I would have got. I had to look it up. Oh, well, then you're suspended for cheating in class, Brian. That's uh, fine. That's totally fine. Just keeping yeah. our class uh, scenario alive. Well, anyway, salute the commute, I say. And uh, all you people, hardworking every day that are forced to go into an office someplace that's a little further than you'd like, we salute you. Okay? Yeah. I got a call that makes no sense, and I would like to play it on the show. You okay. ready for that? All right. I don't know who this is. You're going to have to... Tell us who Ooh, you I are. I love it. I love it when we have to translate somebody's uh, called-in message. Well, this Great. one is especially hard to assess out because it's also very short. So okay. I just want someone someone to claim it. It's fine if you don't, but here's the call right here. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I did mm-hmm. hear that. What do you? What does this remind us of? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to compare. Uh, it's it sounds like a butt dial, but also uh, <laughs> included a butt. <laughs> yeah, included mm-hmm. the butt. It, mm-hmm. It's like the sound that the uh, the the falling block makes in uh, Bowser's castle. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Oh yeah, the big uh, wampa wampas is that what they're called? They're uh, Wom- wamps. 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 I think that might Womp be it. Womp. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They land. They get all pissed and get a mad face and go, mm-hmm. and then they barely miss you. And then you got to yeah. go around and get them on the back because they have the Band-Aid on the backs. That's their deal. <laughs> Do you have an area code that that came from? No. That's the other thing oh, is it came through showing no. Usually I get oh, phone number data. Really? I get something. And this did, this yeah. had unlisted or some other classification. So there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Other than that. 
So, oh, Thwomp. That's it. Thank you, uh, Silver Wisp. Oh, Thwomp. Yeah. That's very Nintendo. Thwomp. All right. Well, whoever thinks that's them, you let us know what happened there. All right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried about you. What if this was a last second? They misdialed us. They were trying to call 911 to say, oh, no, my butt. Mm-hmm. And then they hung up. I don't know. I have no idea. Let us know, though. We'd love to hear it here on the show. Uh, also, uh, uh, Mike Pacholik wrote in or called in. And cool. he has a concern. So, you know, I got this Tio Salamanca sculpture he sent me, the yep. print. Yep. Well, he says this about that. This is Mike Pachalik. Happy New Year, Scott and Brian. Hey, on that sculpture I sent you, there was a third piece that goes with it, which is a breathing tube. And it would have been in the oh. bubble wrap. I sent you a text about it as well. So it actually goes into his nostrils that hangs down. If it's not in there or the box gets thrown out, let me know, and I will send you another one. And, Brian, the printer I printed that on is an X1 Carbon, the Bamboo Lab printer. Oh. So, Happy New Year, guys, and I will talk to you later. Is that a, fan- is that a nice. fancy printer? That's a nice one, yeah. 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 The Bamboo Lab's uh, new machines are just incredible. Are they all, do they, so that, they're just filament, right? Or do they do other stuff? Nope, just filament. Okay. But, um, yeah. Bamboo Labs, look at these. He say the 1X Carbon, is that what he called it? The 1X, yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, or X one X one carbon. It looks cool. Yeah. Ooh, I like how the filament handle closed with the little uh, multi uh, multi filament, so you can do multi color printing. Oh yeah, look at that. Oh my gosh, some yeah. of this stuff they make is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mecha Godzilla, <laughs> little tiny gears. Different colors awesome? all in one print? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. These, I'd take it these probably are expensive, though, if I had to get it. It ain't cheap, yeah. 1500 bucks, but... Uh, it's not bad, though. Uh, I mean, it's not bad for the quality and what it does. Yeah. But my my um, uh, Cobra Max is... Uh, it was $400 Cyber Monday. Oh well, that's with a, a that's a massive good print bed with a print a full size helmet sized uh, print bed. That's that's pretty good. Oh, they have yeah. another model that's only three ninety nine, but it's not as enclosed. But it looks like it's pretty cool. Oh, TV's Travis says uh, even red on air light. Who who read on who read on air lighted? Was yeah. it me or uh, yeah? Was it me or, or was it me uh, him or me? Because I don't know. I don't know what he means. Uh, well, anyway, that's cool. I kind of want one, and now I will never get one because that's expensive. But that's very good. yeah, a little pricey. But oh, uh, to answer man, Mike's point, I don't, I didn't. I went through the bubble wrap again to check. It's not. It, there's no nose thing. Oh, no, but I don't want him to send me things. I feel bad. So, Mike, unless you have it handy, tell me what your what it costs to ship, and I'll cover it because I feel bad. If you have to go do it new, don't stress about it. I'll. I'll I'll just know yeah, that Teal, Teal can breathe. He's he's fine. He can breathe otherwise. Yeah, this is before his. You know, he got really into the treatment plan. Okay, it's really funny that he comes a little oxygen tube. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. yeah, but it makes sense. Also, that kind of that kind of thing would have to be a separate print, right? For sure. Yeah, because yeah. you got a little dainty thing that's not going to just stay in his face. Uh, anyway, thank you for that, Mike. Also, this is important here. Uh, Dr. Tolbert wrote in. We talked about teeth, yes. and teeth and whether they're part of your skeleton or not. The whole, the only part of your skeleton you'll ever clean your teeth thing. Right. And I, right. I, had, I had real reservations about whether teeth, A, are truly bone, but mm-hmm. B, whether they're considered skeletal structure. Even though a skull is often found buried with a 
with a full set yeah, of with, teeth. With teeth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which importantly too, because that's how they do like dental records and find out who killed who and that kind of stuff. Exactly. So uh, he wrote in to t- give us the full skinny on this, and I have to admit I'm a little surprised by the answer. Uh, okay. But it makes sense now that I've heard it. Anyway, here it is from the doctor's mouth. Since you said my name three times and summoned me, here's your answer. Teeth aren't technically bones. They are considered by some textbooks to be part of the skeleton, but not the skeletal system. They are more closely derived from some cells that make up your hair and skin and nails, making them part of the integumentary system. The more you know. Love the show, though. Integumentary system. Yeah, I've never heard that. Integumentary. I it's like it. Integumentary, my dear Watson. <laughs> what are my te- What are my teeth, Mister Sherlock Holmes? Well, they're <laughs> integumentary, my dear Watson. No, I. Integumentary. I don't. I've never heard that before. But also, just saying, like nails, uh, hair, that sort of stuff, being kind of in the same uh, vein. That for whatever yeah. reason, that makes sense to me now that I hear it. You know what I mean? Because it's a thing that kind totally of grows does, yeah. out when you're a baby. You aren't born with them. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe you are, out. but they're tiny. Or I don't know how they bud in a baby. I don't know where they start. Does the does the, ba- uh, does the baby poop out with well, no, teeth? No, baby underneath? doesn't have. Yeah, when you, your babies don't have uh, teeth, they grow and they they come out. I see what you're saying. Like, do they are they are they there in the um, the scabbard waiting to come out? Yes, kind of thing. That's what I wondered. And then, then they so, grow yes. out. They're, they're but they're deep in the gums. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Phoebe's going through that right now. She's having a moment. She's not oh, happy she, about it. Oh, the teething situation. They don't yeah. like it, dude. It turns out kids really don't like teething. And yeah. uh, she's got three big ones on the bottom and uh, a couple of molars popping in, and they just piss her off. Uh, but then she eats, and then she's happy because she can crunch food, and then she's all good. But whatever. It's the life of a baby. We deal with it. <laughs> Wait till she bites uh, Van's finger, and you guys uh, make a video of it, and it goes viral. It goes viral for the rest of time. That's right. That thing's lasted forever. Anyone it check really in on has, those kids? Yeah. Are those kids in college now, or what's their yeah, Somebody deal? check on Charlie. Yeah, make sure he's okay. He didn't. Uh, he didn't get into drugs and get spat out the bottom <laughs> of the porn industry or something like that. Because that'd be sad. Oh, uh, wouldn't you hate to hear that? Charlie bit my finger and then uh, got addicted to meth. And then uh, right now he's on fentanyl. Great. Yeah, that Excellent. would be that'd be a serious bummer. Anyway, thank you for those uh, phone calls. You all can make calls to us, even when they're just this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Send them in, 801-471-0462. And if you have a correction or an answer because of your expertise, the way Dr. Tolbert does his thing, uh, more the better. We'd love to hear from you and correct ourselves. We're not we're not prideful men here on the show. <laughs> you know, If Brian gets something wrong, he's happy to admit it. If I get something I'll wrong, I'll totally admit it. I'll totally absolutely. Admit it. Like... <laughs> Not a problem. I'll, I'll usually do it like uh, while people are correcting me in chat and be like, oh, dip, up, up, up. yeah, I, guess I we, did look up Hawaii. I looked it up. I yeah, looked it up. That's right. We'd like to be accurate and yes. on time. We're not infallible. No, not us. Not us. Not, not now. Not here. Uh, okay. Let's get going to some news. We have some news. We may as well do it. So let's do it. Here you go. Today's news brought to you by. Abby makes some very cool stuff on her Instagram channel and ships them right to you. Support a Frog Panther artist and creator today. Check out Devil's Dame Creations on Instagram today. That's Devil's Dame Creations. Yeah, and it's she, like she is uh, making. Um, we were talking about name tags for uh, TMS Vegas. Here. Apparently, she makes them and does some these really cool embroidery things. So, I don't know if I, you know, don't know if I should still think about doing a little three D print. 
uh, name tag deals. Yeah, and she was there last year, so I'm, I'm sure she'd come again and bring. I know. If I'm we so glad because yeah, she missed a couple of years. I remember uh, prior to last year, the last time we saw her at um, TMS Vegas, we were hanging out with her at the Container Park yeah. during the Brother Show. I remember sitting there. Oh right, uh, yeah, with with her and Shane and uh, Gidget. All hanging out over there with the, the 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 brother show at the Container Park. Yeah, 2019, baby. Yep. Uh, says I'm just looking at some of these on her, on this on her Instagram. Some really good stuff. The embroidery blows my mind. Um, I wonder if we can make a name tag holder that works with those, or works without those work without you know kind of thing. Oh, like, I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Or 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 would work if you didn't get one of Abby's uh, name tags. Right. Also, I wonder about production. Like, it's one thing to like tell a printer to make a hundred of a thing. Right. It's another yeah. to have a person have to sew a hundred of a thing. So I don't know. We'd have right, to talk to her, right. but I, I kind of like the idea. Um, and she sent us a couple of things like this, which is what made me think to put her in here in, at all. But um, they're really well made. Like the embroidery stuff is awesome. I'd love to get a hat done by her. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, these are super cool. Worth checking out. Instagram.com slash devil's dame creations. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, here's your first news story, Brian. Yeah. Uh, there was, this is all over the place. So this is not new now. This is old news. Uh, but this dude that got arrested for taking off all his clothes and jumping into a Bass Pro Shop pond in Leeds. No, not England. Not England. Leeds, Alabama. Leeds, Alabama. I uh, was really yeah. hoping England would hop in and help us out here. and not. That would be great, any. right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Need some British. Well, speaking of England, by the way, yeah. hey, Zoe, can you hook me up with a set of those uh, Spice Girls uh, stamps? Those new ones that just came out? Can hold we talk? On. Hold on. Let's what talk, are, what are these? Let's tell me more. What do we, what do we got? They just came out because it's the gasp 30th anniversary of the Spice Girls. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah. They uh, just came out with a uh, uh, first issue series of the... Uh, of Spice Girls stamps. It's just basically like one of each of them and then a few group shots. And uh Oh, yeah. here they are. Now are these uh work these are stamps in the in the states or They're stamps this? that uh, no, no, in the UK. Okay, these They're are Royal Mail get, stamps uh, they call them. Royal uh, Mail stamps. So so if I lived in the UK, I could use these to ship something from Clapham Junction up to uh up to Chatham. Yeah. But uh uh uh, but uh, no, not here in the U.S. Can't send anything internationally uh, with the they, U.S. They have them all dated underneath, and they tell you when yeah. the shot was taken. They're just photos, it looks like. Yeah, and if and if and if it, you know uh, you want to bring them to Vegas, uh, that'd be great. Or <laughs> if you uh, uh, the, the the stamps, by the way, not the Spice Girls. Although you know, we'll take the Spice Girls anyway. Sure. But if weight is an issue, you can just peel off the uh, posh stamp and leave that somewhere if that if that takes the weight below the required amount you need got it yeah because you got to get under the wire somehow and that's maybe the way to do it yeah just leave off posh yeah fine. leave posh and yeah. she seems fine being left off leave Bex so. just drop Bex off of there yeah she'll be fine yeah I'll uh, buy you a Baconator Zoe oh wow that's a quite the exchange it is alright do it I want to see these in Vegas now I don't need them but Brian does alright get that, get, get that done I need them get that done Anyway, this dude takes all his clothes off, jumps into a pro bass shop pond oh, yeah. right. uh, in Leeds. And boy, was he happy. He was just happy to be in there. <sighs> Holy um, cow. Yeah. I don't know why he was so happy. I'm not going to show this on screen, but the guy basically. Like fully naked. Yeah, not, fully not, naked. You know, 
But it felt like dropping to the skivvies. But uh, it felt like I was looking at nothing because the guy. Uh, look, it's a cold water. Uh, <laughs> shrinkage, Jerry. Yeah, he had some serious shrinkage. I was in the. Yeah. I was in the Bass Pro Shop container. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do George and it off it off railed. Uh, but this is a 42 year old man named. Uh, let's see. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is not him. Yes, it is him. Have, we have his name. Oh, we don't there have, it is George. George we have Owens. his name. George Owens. There it is. George. 42 uh, year old man had intentionally struck a pole in the parking lot with his family car. Then he ran inside, took off all his clothes, and jumped into a Bass Pro Shop pond. And this is a really nice looking pond. Yeah, um, they, every store has one of these in the middle of the store. It's a really nice, like it's got a waterfall and it's, it is, um, uh, like professional aquarium. Like when you go to an aquarium, right. you know, like you go to the Monterey Aquarium, you go to the Denver Aquarium, places like that. It is that level of quality of, um, of decor and, uh, and viewing and, and fish inside it. Like it's really cool. It almost looks like, Casa Bonita's sort of diver stuff, diver tanks, kind of, that kind yeah, of thing. It's yeah. very uh, still waiting, uh, by the way. Casa Bonita's still waiting for my invite. Oh yeah, is that even? A, is that what's the it's deal still there? Going on, open, it's still going on, but it's open, but it's it's invite only from the mailing list. Right. And uh, what we've heard from one of Tina's friends who did go, who got to go, uh, is that it was a hundred dollars per person just to do anything. To eat? To like to eat. Like all, all told at the end of the meal, their meal, uh, drink, a drink, their limited, no unlimited sopapillas anymore, two sopapillas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a hundred bucks per person. That's a lot. Wes, you guys went a couple months, you guys went a month ago. What did you pay? Yeah. I'd be curious if it was any less. That's I a lot. I hope it's less because that, that would tick me off. That's a lot to expect out of the whole point of Casa Bonita was that it was sort of cheap, right? That was the idea. Well, no, it was always expensive. It was, but it was twenty four. Basically, you had to. Oh, that's not bad. Thirty nine for the meal. That's not bad at all. Okay, yeah, that's better than a hundred. Not bad. Pay that. Yeah, yeah, that's worth it. Get a couple ah, of people in there. And when did you get on the? When did you get on the mailing list, Wes? Yeah, because you're screwed on that point. Yeah, so it's like it was so thirty nine now. So yeah, it used to be like twenty four. You had to buy a meal to get in the door. Okay. You couldn't just say, "I'm going to go in and and just sit and have drinks and a sopapilla." Right. You have to buy a meal to get in the door. Right. And it was like twenty four bucks on average for those. Okay, so thirty nine, not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's about the same. I feel like that's about as much as everything else in food went up in restaurants yeah. during the last few years. Anyway. But it sounds like it's still like. I, does anyone get any shots of inside? Is it packed? Is it uh, controlled packed? Like because they're only doing this from a list, you have to wait in some kind of I'll line. Bet, like, I don't know. I'll bet it's control packed because they're they're probably just sending out enough invites to not have a line, so that you basically go and you order your food and and not have to wait in a line at the uh, the entrance. I mean, we're da- we're bound to have some listeners who are like, "Why is this a big deal? This is Trey Parker and Matt Stone's place." Because they bought yeah, they bought exactly. it. They featured it on the show a bunch of times. They improved, it's a, improved the food. Right. Uh, Saved it, basically, because it was going out of business or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, It was. they were going to go under. They filed for bankruptcy, and uh, and these guys saved it because they had that episode where Cartman goes there and does each of the things you do in Casa Bonita. 
I guess I should say for those who don't watch South Park, these are the South Park creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Just in oh, case, yeah. just in case someone out there has no idea what the yeah. hell we're talking about. Well, I mean, hell, uh, I was I was handed cookies by the guys, and I didn't freaking recognize them because they look so different now than they than they used to. When I remember seeing them in the nineties, they look like they look like just dudes now. Just yeah, dudes. They look like dudes our age because they are. Yeah. They yeah. look like uh, uh, back back in their basketball days. They look like you know. Right rough young people but uh not now exactly exactly yep trey parker's got a couple of chins since then <laughs> anyway uh, haven't we all let's move on to this uh oh anyway the, the dude is uh, oh, yeah. uh naked in there they pull him out he flops out of the thing well he actually pulled himself out flopped out on the floor looked like he got hurt but he wasn't i think he's just on drugs or really drunk and sure. uh, they carted him off he became a really fun meme for a couple of days and uh, we hope the people of Leeds uh, can get over it, you know, <laughs> get over it, Leeds. Just get over it. It's another one of your, you know, it's one of your things. It's what you do. But this is funny because we kind of back to back this a week ago. We had that story in the bass shop of the guy stealing fish. Yes, right. Exactly. And it's uh, Bass Pro, by the way, not Pro Bass. What did I say? Pro Bass Shop? Pro Bass Shop. That would imply uh, the, sh- the fish are the pros, doesn't it? They're the, f- they're the pro fish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, they're, they're not uh, anti. They're They're pro. Yeah, they're pro fish. Uh, yes. They're yes, they're not exactly. con fish. They're pro fish. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and people were talking about how in uh where was it? Some place uh where the Bass Pro Shop parking lot is where you park to then get a ride to the airport because it's cheaper than parking at the airport. Oh, really? You can just park yeah. there? And they apparently don't care if you leave your car there. Oh. That seems that must be a small number because otherwise that would be a problem, right? If it was too it many, would be, it'd definitely be a problem. Yeah, if they start noticing that there's a crap ton of cars in the parking lot with people getting their yeah. getting their uh, luggage out and stuff. Yeah. yeah, we have a couple places that are scattered around town. Maybe I have this wrong, but I think you can park at one of the of two or three of the track stations, which is our light rail system. Yeah. You can park there, get on the tracks go the rest of the way downtown into the airport and then fly and leave your car there. Or maybe you used to be able to do that. Maybe you can't now. I can't remember what the deal was. But usually we do. When Kim and I go to the airport, it's usually um, we'll just do long-term parking because we don't really yeah. have too many people. We want to like you know have them take us. There are people that I would. know, exactly. I just people hate People take you to the airport, but yeah. I hate making people do things, so I usually don't do that. We'll We're not too it. far from the light rail station, so we'll sometimes do that. Like you said, the tracks will we'll sometimes do the light rail, but that adds an extra hour onto your onto your um, uh, getting to the airport on time kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, just you if know, you're already had especially to be there if you already six. got an early flight, yeah. the last thing you want to do is get up so you can get on the train at five in the morning. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> that sounds miserable. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, hate early flights. Uh, well, anyway, here's what you would be arrested for if you, Brian, jumped into this thing naked. Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me. Those are the charges. The man who has since been identified as George Owens was taken into custody and charged with public lewdness, number one. Check. That's your, that's, yep. you know, pants off. That's your, uh, your naked Ken doll, uh, smooth like a dolphin, uh, lower, lower nethers. Exactly. Yeah. That guy, I don't know. I, I'm glad he was drunk and having a good time. Let's just say it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Disorderly conduct. Sure. Didn't feel like a very sure, orderly sure. piece of conduct. Uh, assault in the second degree. I think that's maybe the car. Could be. Crash. Yeah. Or, or he maybe, um, fought somebody as he was, as they were trying to pull him out. 
I think he, well, so he flops out on his own. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. But then he's just laying there on the ground yeah. like a wet fish. Yeah. And then a bunch, and then all these guys swarm around him and help him up. I, as far as I know, he didn't resist, but I, who, who knows what that is? Oh, it says here resisting arrest. So he must have resisted somehow. So that's okay. another count. And then two counts of reckless endangerment and two counts of criminal mischief. I like that one. <laughs> You're up to some mischief there, son. Ah, uh, quit, quit, quit your mischief. Yeah. That's some dark business. All right. Moving on to this story. Uh, okay. And we'll keep you updated, everybody, if things change for old uh, 42-year-old uh, George Owens. All right. There you go. Yeah. Good. Uh, some some riders were trapped in the world's tallest roller coaster after a scarf gets stuck in a wheel. This Ooh. is one of my worst nightmares. I hate this idea so much. God, jeez. Yeah, I already don't like heights, but the thing I'll deal with with roller coasters is when you you hit the highest height, usually the first one where it's kind of easing yeah. you up there and then drops. That's all yep. very intense and everything, but I also know how temporary it is. It's not going to last the whole ride. Right. So I'm usually right. okay with that, even though I hate heights so much. But if you're telling me I'm stuck up there. Yeah. Because some Yahoo got his scarf stuck in the gears, I'd want to die. That sounds well. Awful. And it feels like she's lucky that it just got stuck, as opposed to started pulling her neck towards the towards the wheels, like yeah. a like a hungry escalator or something. Ugh. Ugh. Can you imagine? Yeah. Ah. You got that. You got that visualization. Right? I don't like yeah. any of those things. Although no. I have seen some fail videos where I'm assured people lived. Where I was yeah. sure they wouldn't, like guy working in a factory in China where they're wrapping things with huge plastic wheels, or, or sorry, big wheels that have clear cellophane plastic on them, oh, and then they yes, wrap these right. things, and it's like yeah. an industrial wrapper, um, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like a really hard-working uh, rhymer, someone who rhymes in That's the same right. songs. I'm an industrial rapper. That's yeah. right. Um, but he, at this video I saw, this guy was like just doing his rounds, had his hard hat on, checking machinery. Uh, would occasionally reach into one of these spools and flick out something, like maybe a little uh-huh. something got in there. No problem. Moves on to the next one. Goes sure. to flick it. His l- wrist or something on his sleeve or something gets caught in this thing, and it just proceeds to wrap him up like a like oh my God. like Frodo in the second movie. <laughs> like Shelob. Shelob. Like that, before anyone comes over there to help the poor guy, and he's like a limb sticking out of this thing. And he oh walked away. God. He walked away in the video, so I think he's okay. But man, that's good. Jeez, if somebody hasn't seen that man. He could have been like a kind of asphyxiated in that thing, right? Calamity. Or he'd be like when you find a rat in your McNuggets or whatever. They yeah. just get in during the process. Imagine being on the other end. You're you're. I don't know. You're in Singapore, and they've offloaded a huge container full of goods, <laughs> and you're going through them, going, "All right, that's a couch. That's a couch. That's a couch. That's a guy wrapped There's in a, a couch." Guy. <laughs> and he's starting to rot, you know. That couch comes with a potato. Oh yeah. gosh, dude. It comes with its yeah. own potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Jeez. Don't be doing that. Uh so the, yeah, what happened here? Okay. Thrill seekers uh, riding one of the world's tallest ro- roller coasters. I said earlier it was the tallest, just one of the tallest. Got stuck after a loose scarf became entangled in one of the train's wheels. The mo- uh the movie World Ride in Australia's Gold Coast came to a halt. Uh, Lucky Phil, maybe I don't know if he lives anywhere near this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Came to a halt on the All left. Roller hill. coasters will kill you. Yeah, murder you. We have five of the deadliest roller coasters around <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world. Your illness is contributing to that voice. It's a little bit, helping. yeah. It's added to the voice. Yeah, I like it. Uh, footage taken by Mary Deanne Yap. It's a great last name. Yap. <laughs> 
shows uh, rider operators attending to the ride, which can be uh, sped up to 115 miles per hour or kilometers per hour. That's a fast ride. Miss um, Miss Yap, age 24, says, "Just looking at them was nerve-wracking, to be honest, especially as I am afraid of heights." Uh, in a statement, Warner Brothers Movie World, I guess this is a Warner Brothers joint. I'd never heard of that before, but whatever. Said a control system was used to safely stop the ride and confirmed all passengers have been taken care uh, taken off safely. So they have they have ways of dealing with it. But this is one of my worst nightmares: getting stuck either upside yeah. down on a ride that high, or at the very tip top of the thing, which is what happened yes. here. I yeah. just can't. Uh, I can't even. Yeah, this is basically they're going up the thing to get to that first hill yeah the um uh so they stopped it before they actually went on the ride but that's the see then you've got this whole thing of like all right how do we get all these people off who have to now go down these precarious looking stairs Mm -hmm. and and ladders and and uh, oh yeah no yeah your your backup get off it system is scarier than the ride yeah so i don't know it's something to tell your kids but i don't want to do it it's on the right operators. They should have like said, "Oh yeah, no, no loose clothing scarves." Usually they do that, right? Like if you've got loose clothing or objects, put them in uh, the little cubby holes or put them in the little bag that's in front of your seat or something. Yeah. But uh, uh, she should have been, you know, she should have been smart about not wearing a scarf to on a roller coaster. Any, but also any loose stuff. Like the operators. That. Yeah. yeah. The Anything. operators should have been like. Ma'am, you cannot wear that scarf. Yeah, uh, roll it, take take it off. Unless she had it, no. I wonder if you could wear it in a way that looked like if it's, I don't know, if you're wearing a coat and you got a scarf just under the collar and it's wrapped really tightly up to your neck, maybe yeah. people wouldn't wouldn't even know it was a scarf. Yeah, but know. if it's wrapped up tightly around your neck, then it's not going to be loose and flopping around catching in wheels. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I blame the teenagers you have hired over there at the world. Yeah. What is it? World. Coaster real world ride. coaster world movie a uh, movie world ride M- never movie even heard of world this uh, yeah never uh, this amusement park huh. but it's Warner Brothers so who knows maybe it's uh, what do you guys the the here's the Matrix here's the Matrix section Wee! and then <laughs> here's the Bugs Bunny stuff I don't know how that works that's right Lucky Phil uh, says yeah the Gold Coast is only eight hours and fifty three minutes away from from him so Ugh. other side of uh, other still side of country. it's a bit of a Sydney, ride and that's on the west side right. That's about two hours shy of me driving to Brian's house. Yeah, he's in he's in Sydney. Gold Coast is in Queensland. Okay. Okay. There you have it then. Uh, here's a story you'll like. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you like it or not, but uh, a child we'll, in we'll, Auburn. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. You be the, you know what? You judge this. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find this. There we go. Child at Auburn school finds jar of cocaine on the playground. Jar of cocaine, <laughs> and then taste like preserves or something. Yeah, like, I know. Like somebody left a. That's a girl. That's a good point. It's a weird way of saying it. Uh, maybe it was just a straight up jar, and there's no other word for it. But the weird thing to keep your cocaine in. Yeah. Anyway, he ended up tasting the powder as well because he was curious. Uh, oh, good, because he watched Cocaine Bear and watched those two little kids in Cocaine Bear. The first thing they do is start tasting the cocaine. Yeah, it's what kids do. They love it. They can't yeah, wait to the put hell? their finger in there. A jar of cocaine was found on a playground by a student at the Auburn Elementary School last week, according to a letter sent out to families of students of Evergreen Heights Elementary. The student found the powder in a glass jar and tasted its contents. Uh, Testing done by the Auburn Police Department determined that the powder was indeed cocaine. 
Cocaine. Cocaine. The child was okay. If you want to get down. It's a, <laughs> the child was okay, but at this point, it's unclear how the jar got there in the first place. Uh, we bring this to your attention, says this quote, because it is a great time to remind your students they should never eat, drink, or inhale something that is, unless it comes from a trusted adult. I'm not even sure yeah, you'd say something that. Something that they find in a jar on the playground? Yeah. And a nondescript, like, the first thing you think of is to taste it? <laughs> what about rat poison? Or, I mean, it could have been something far worse than cocaine, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I wish they could talk to the kid. They won't because he's a minor and you're not going to do that. But I would love it. To, I would love to know the mindset of of a kid who's, let's say, let's say he's eight years old. Yeah. That's about the time for this. Yeah, right. And if when I was eight school. and if I saw a glass jar out in the out in the you know, during recess and I see that it's full of a powder, mm-hmm. what am, what are my instincts? Are they to grab it or go near it at all? Is it to grab it, take it to a teacher? Mm-hmm. Is it to just ignore it because whatever, it's just more trash? Or would I open that thing and taste it thinking it's like sugar or something? <laughs> yeah. It feels like of all of the the, uh, the 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 paths, the multiverse of paths that you could take, Yeah, the last one is I'm going to open it up and taste it. I agree. It's like I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to take it to a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, agree. I agree with this. This is a dumb thing for you to do even if you're eight. All right, so I've, I mean, I'm what judging. Powder, what powder? What was he hoping it was? Like country time lemonade mix or something like that? Or uh, that's so specific. I love that lick'em stick powder or something. Could be. I think they maybe thought it was like powdered sugar. Maybe they maybe their mom makes maybe. powdered sugar donuts or something, and they were like, "Ooh, yeah. it's like that stuff my mom makes." I don't know. Oh, I would man. never do it. But I, then again, when you're eight, what do you, what do you do when you're eight? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to judge this kid, but his parents may want to. Yeah, spend some go time. Go over the rules. Go over the go over the uh, what you do when you find a nondescript jar of powder. Yeah, somewhere. I promise there's a better path uh, for this yeah. kid if you can just help him out. Uh, final story. This is great because uh, Florida. We love to hear about what you're doing. You know, yeah. we love you. I don't know how that Bass Pro Shop wasn't in Florida, but Florida, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, close, but not quite. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, an exploding toilet at a Dunkin's in Florida okay. left a customer filthy and injured. According to a lawsuit, uh, I would think that this would be the, uh, the natural thing. If a toilet exploded, you would go away filthy. But let's see what they say. As opposed to the regular filthy and injured you get at a Duncan. This is yeah, exactly. of the toilet variety. Just yeah. using their toilet in general, which I would yeah. not do unless I had to. I really wouldn't. I avoid public bathrooms when possible. I'll use them if I need to, though. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. I'm in a mall. Eh, it's fine. Whatever. Mm. Let's go get it over with. But I'm not choosing to. I don't want no. to. Nobody yeah. should want to. Anyway, <laughs> here's what happened. A customer has fl- uh, filed a negligence lawsuit against Duncan, uh, claiming he was or uh, injured rather by a exploding toilet as one of the coffee chains locations in central Florida or in one of those. Uh, Paul Kerouac, 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 Kerouac. Uh, sorry, I was pulling up the song. Kerouac. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how you spell Kerouac. Is that like Jack Kerouac? Same guy? Yep. Or same name? It's exactly, it's, well, same same name. <laughs> same guy. Same exact guy in the story same today. Same guy, yeah. yeah been destroyed doing... by Paul now. Yeah, uh, Mr. That's Paul the name Kerouac. he decided to change. He's like, <laughs> oh, man, people keep recognizing me as Jack Kerouac. I'm going to change my name to Paul. Yeah, the Kerouac. one that doesn't rhyme or sound as good coming out of my mouth. Right, right. Anyway, seeking more than 100 grand in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in the state of Orlando. State court of Orlando. There is no state of Orlando. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's, debatable. Yeah, that's true. 
uh, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in a men's room in a Duncan location in Winter Park. Uh, this is about a year ago. After the explosion, he left uh, well, covered in human feces, urine, and debris. Oh. How did he determine That's what the, the debris was? That is not was? the Boston cream you want to walk out of there. No. Right? No. Nobody wants debris either because that's so undefined. Debris. Yeah, debris is like the worst. You're like, oh, human feces, urine. Oh, and debris. And debris. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, debris. Yeah. That's French cheese, by the way. Debris. Right. Uh, he walked. No. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was, was going to say, there's no information here about what caused no. the toilet to explode. No. No. In fact, here's my guess. I love this next paragraph, though. I mean, we do need to read that. All right, I'll read it. Here it goes. When yeah. contacted Thursday by email for Oh, no, no, the one before that. Oh, the, uh... all right. Let's see. The employee told him. Yes. Uh, okay, see, sought help from, from the workers at the, and the store manager. So he's limping out of there, covered in poop, yeah. ready yeah. or whatever. An employee told him that they were aware of the, quote, problem with the toilet, unquote. <laughs> Since there had been previous incidents, the lawyer says, without diving into further details without it, about the explosion. Right. So, oh, yeah, that toilet always explodes. Dang, we need to put a sign. We need to put a sign on the exploding toilet, boss. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why it gives me more questions than answers, though. Totally does. Exactly. Like, what is an explosion in their mind? How so, are you defining uh, it? Is it just, I mean, does it, is the porcelain intact? It just spews out its contents? Because I would say that's probably sort of some sort of satanic possession of a toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You or bring does in. the entire, <laughs> we keep replacing that porcelain toilet, it keeps exploding. Yeah. And when they say explode, do they mean the porcelain explodes? It's truly an explosion? Or is it just a gusher? Uh, right. Some sort of plumbing, plumbing expelling thing? Expelling its contents at a, at a uh, forceful rate. Yeah, because when he says debris, I could say, oh, is, that, is that toilet ceramics? Uh, right. Is, yeah, the or debris. Or is that pl- right, plastic exactly. from the bowl? Or is that? Or are you saying uh, paper products and other... I don't know what you're oh, saying. Oh, sure, the debris could be the paper. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like this... Paper! I hope they have the details right if he wants his money. Otherwise, this is all a little too vague. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good luck, Kerouac, and your toilet problem. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we will get to hang out with Amy. Uh, it's yeah, been a month yeah. and maybe a little because we had the holidays. And so I feel like we're we're due for a little reading. We're due for books. Yeah. Due for books. We're due for books. Our books are due is what we're saying at the library here <laughs> with, uh, with right. Amy. So we're going to do all of that. But before we do, Brian brought a song. I did. Yes. So uh, we're going up to Alberta for this one, a uh, rock trio named Royal Tusk. They're about to go on a, a Northern Light co-headline tour with uh, Broken Love across Canada from February 20th through March 16th. So you can go see them. They're going to Vancouver, Kelowna, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto, which are all just like in one little tiny cluster. Uh, as yeah. we know with our Canadian geography. Sure. Uh, this is uh, their brand new third uh, full-length album. It's called Altruistic. comes out next month. Here's the first song from it. It's called Here On Out. Here's Royal Tusk. Haven't you already had enough? Yeah. haven't you already Haven't you already had enough? Somebody 
Everybody should have told you give it up All the things that you could ever love You lost, it's time to walk away Some people while they're born with all the luck And you're not in the perfect little club Don't you down so they can never lock it up But this is where you'll stay Tell me about that song again. Sure. That is the band called Royal Tusk from their brand new album called Altruistic. That is uh, here on out. Nice. Sounds very, uh, I don't know, generous of them if they're being altruistic about their album naming. Very very nice of that band. Yes, exactly. Do all, do good things. All right. Oops. Crap. Hold on. (laughs) Join call. All right. I effed up and called her funny. Let me try that again. Uh, Red Fraggle, there she is. Okay, now she's coming into our little group of happy, happy times. Yay! Uh, let's get her in here. 
and let's play her intro if I can find the damn thing. Oh, I'm all off here. Here we go. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Well, we also enjoy reading also. Uh, and we like to do it with our friend Amy, Amy Robinson, a.k.a. Red Fraggle 3. She is here to talk about some books today. Amy, welcome back to the show. Oh, good morning, friends. Good morning. How are morning. you? I'm fine. Oh, how are you? How, are you? how have you been? How were your holidays and all that? Oh, my holidays were, they were nice. It was, um, it was kind of low key. You know, we were all kind of relaxed. There was no big excitement, but also no big drama. So that's, that's good. good. That is you really know, good. That's, to- that's how you want it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got to chill and uh, hang out with my son, who's been away at college. So that was that was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, so good, good times, good times. How's that going for him? Is he on the dean's list? Is he? Uh, you know, what's his deal there at college? Is it working no. out? No. Oh, poor okay. kid. Like he struggled his first semester because um, we discovered. I'll just go ahead and HIPAA violate him. Uh-oh. <laughs> he. Uh, <clears throat> He discovered that he has ulcerative colitis, which is like kind of a, you know, a cousin of Crohn's disease. It's not not nice. And it's one of those like chronic things that you have for the rest of your life. But he struggled with that. Like his whole first semester, we were in like the diagnosing it phase. And so he was just... That's a Poor lot. Poor kid was always always on the toilet. Poor yeah, kid. that's bad. Yeah. Ulcerative colitis is a, a wrecking ball. There was a time where um, I had a friend who who had it, and it was just he could you could tell how miserable he was all the time dealing with that. He's yeah. had some good some good um, uh, doctors, a pretty good doctor since, and some therapy stuff is working for him. Uh, I know it can be different for everybody, but I hope I hope he feels better. That sucks. I hate that. <laughs> Yeah, he's um so yeah, he's gotten treatment started and he seems to mostly feel better. Um, you know, it'll it'll take a little while to get to a, an equilibrium with it, but I'll tell you what, the therapy that they've got him on is super expensive. Yeah. It's insane. I'll bet. It's like like 25 grand per shot kind of thing. Oh, really? Bananas. That's a lot. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. 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 It's ma- crazy. I'm going to go ahead and down. say that's too much money and we should do better with things like that. It's all uh, Shkreli. Martin Shkreli's fault. Yeah. It's all his fault. We'll blame, blame him, him for yeah. all the drugs that are too expensive. I like that. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. it's, it's good to have you here. We're going we're gonna to learn how to uh, turn our reading minds back on for 2024 today. And yeah. uh, tell us what we've got here. You've sent me two clips, so uh, I, I want to make sure I do these in whatever order you would like. I did, yeah. So there's they they have a underscore one and an underscore two, so we can go with underscore one first. Oh, that sounds great. Perfectly, perfectly so, named. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a really uh, difficult code to crack. There, <laughs> it really is. Uh, let me see if I can <laughs> see the number. Oh, there they are. Okay, yeah, I do have numbers on these files. Here we go. Let's play the first one, and. Uh, You can tell us all about it. Here we go. If only the old man would start writing again. Pick up a pen, a pencil, a typewriter, a stick to write in the sand. Anything. Hugo would even take dictation if Jack asked him to. And he had offered. Please, for the love of God, Charles Dickens and Ray Bradbury, he'd said to Jack as recently as yesterday. Write something. Anything. Wasting talent like yours is like burning a pile of money in front of a poorhouse. It's cruel and it stinks. Millions of children out there and former children too would weep with joy if Jack Masterson ever published a new book about Clock Island and the mysterious master mastermind who lived in the shadows and granted wishes to brave children. 
Jack's publisher regularly sent boxes of fan mail to the house, thousands of children, urging Jack to write again. S.O.S. Those letters begged. Save our stories. What was the name of the book? What, The Island that they said? Clock sw- Island. Okay, I could have sworn they, they dropped the F-bomb and said it was called F-Island. <laughs> I don't know why I heard no. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it could just drop the L there and it would also be dirty. Right, it would also be but, yeah, just as bad. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. point. Uh, tell me That's what we're hearing there. It's a different island. Dana Delaney lives on that island. It's <laughs> a whole, oh, whole different thing. Oh my goodness gracious. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the name of this book is The Wishing Game by Meg Schaefer. And um, this was a charming little story. I think I picked this one up off of uh, Book Talk. And, uh, you know, it was, it, I just got it somehow onto my TBR. And so I read it. And it's a charming little story. It's basically this uh, aging author who lives on an island with uh, the illustrator of his books. And uh, he's taken to not writing anymore, but he's one of these really prolific children's writers. And uh, and he suddenly decides that he's going to kind of be a Willy Wonka for grownups and <laughs> invites a, a bunch of kids who once tried to run away to live with him on Clock Island. Uh, sort of their golden ticket to come and play his games and and try and win a fantastic prize. I like, uh, um, I like Rachel Jacobs, the narrator. <clears throat> I've heard her before and she's pretty great. Does it hold up? Uh, yeah. I mean, reading? so I like, I like her voice when she's just reading or doing American characters. She cannot do a British accent to save her life. <laughs> like her, her, like what the more of Hugo's dialogue she does, you heard a little bit of it there in that clip. Yeah. It's, I just, I just laugh. It sounds like Brian trying to do an Australian accent. It's so bad. I mean, like, at least when Brian's why, doing why, it, he's, no, I mean, at least when Brian's doing it, he's meaning to sound Australian. Meaning it to sound, right? yeah, like, right, yeah right. and, and like, the, but she's and got mocking, like this yes. gruff thing going, like she just gravels in the back of her throat and. Oh, I like, you know, that kind of right, thing. It's like, right. I don't know. Maybe she watched a little too much Ted Lasso and decided to try and be Roy. <laughs> I don't know. But huh. Um, huh. that part of it bugged me. But other than that, yes, like she she does. Uh, she does a, a fine job narrating the story. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a charming little book. It's not, you know, it's not mind blowing. It's not earth shattering, but it was it was a fun read. Uh, I got I got pretty good invested in the characters and I enjoyed it. Nice. I enjoyed it. Check it out. That's yeah. the wishing game. <clears throat> I'm looking at it on uh, on Insta- or, uh, Instagram, freaking Amazon, and they've got every <laughs> every version you want. It's all up there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your it's your deal. It's highly rated too. Uh, so it looks yeah, like yeah. I mean, a it's one. a it's a charming story. I did read. I always whenever I'm prepping to do this bit, I go and I look at Goodreads and I look at the people who give it one star. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to see, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to come on here and tell you about a book that I think is one star, other than like I might give you a little blip and just say, "Hey, this book, I didn't like it," you know, sure, and sure. that it won't be my whole segment or anything. Um, but yeah, so I, I always go and see what people say. Uh. So some of the people with this book, they had a decent point. There's a 
there's a plot line with like a, a teacher's aide, like a kindergarten teacher's aide who really like she has just fallen in love with this little boy, not like romantically, but like wants to foster him. Right. He's an orphan and she wants desperately to foster him, doesn't have the money, can't support him, you know, but they, you know, they, he, she tutors him and they get along really well. And some of the reviews on there have a good point about how like maybe it's not so appropriate for her to be promising that she'll adopt him or whatever, but when she knows she can't keep that promise. And I'm like, it's a story, y'all. Like, you must be fun at parties. Mm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, it's a story. Just go pe- with the pe- story. People get hung up on weird stuff, man. You know? Like, yeah. stuff that is just not... I don't know, that big a deal. I could share a story, but I won't, because I know the person listens to the show, but I had, like, a whole thing about something so dumb hap- end up in a conversation, and it really just came down to some people are grumpy and just want to express it, you know, and I feel like that's what happens here sometimes with books and reviews. I mean, they have a fair point. Like some of it was like, like, you know, she lets him sit in her lap and stuff like that. And it's like, she's still sort of working as in a capacity of being his teacher, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I mean, it's a, I mean, they have, they're not wrong. They're just a bummer for no reason. I think, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, but that's, uh, that's me. But yeah, this is only her second anyway. book, by the way. Meg Schaefer's written another book called Lost Story. Other than that, she's she's still kind of new and a lot of excitement yeah. around her work. So check it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell cool. us about our next uh, little clip here we have. So, yeah. So the next one is the one that Brian mentioned uh, having a picture of his <laughs> cat on the front. I think yeah. that in actuality, that is the author's cat. But um, but, you know, if you if you read this book, you you might want to be a little careful what you say in front of Anara there. Really? OK. Yeah. Interesting. So, All right. Yeah. Let's play it and find out. Whoops. It's got a little- Thus, it was as I was preparing my peanut butter on toast. I heard the name Jake Baldwin from the iPad I had running on the kitchen island. I stopped mid-peanut butter spread, knife in hand, as co-host Andrew Ross Sorkin announced that my Uncle Jake, reclusive billionaire owner of the third largest chain of parking structures in North America, had died of pancreatic cancer at the age of 67. Are you hearing this? I said to my breakfast partner, who was not my wife Janine because she was no longer my wife and no longer living with me. She was now back in her hometown of Boston, dating an investment banker, and if her Instagram account was to be believed, spending most of her time being well-lit in enviable vacation spots around the globe. My breakfast partner was Hera, an orange and white cat who, after I had retreated to my childhood home after the divorce and layoff, had emerged from the backyard bushes and informed me through meowing that she lived with me now. Wow. <laughs> uh, obviously, Will, Will Wheaton Will in there. Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Doing his thing there. Uh, what is so... I only know John Scalzi's science fiction stuff. And that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like that's what this is. Uh, or it's is it? really not. It's got, a, it's got a couple of science fiction-y elements to it, but it's mostly not a science fiction novel. Um, this book is called Starter Villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially... This guy, Charlie, who is the narrator, uh, he comes into a bunch of money through his rich uncle, Jake, who apparently was one of the world's 
richest supervillains. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, along with it came all the problems of being a supervillain. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the science fiction-y part comes in when there are, uh, there are intelligent animals. And uh, I'll just say that because I don't want to spoil Like right. if you read the blurb to the book, they spoiler a good bit of it. I but, see. You know. Yeah, I'm seeing those now, so I won't read those either. But this yeah. this sounds hilarious. Is it, is it as funny as it sounds? It is. It's quite funny. I yeah. I enjoyed it. It's it's a fun romp. I literally read it. I started reading it on Saturday, finished it on Sunday. It's Ooh. a really short, you know, really now. I mean, I didn't have much to do the rest of the day because like, sure. you know, everybody was out. Of, it was just me in the house. And so I was like, Whoo, you know, and while I was doing other things, I'm listening to Will Wheaton tell me the story. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's a it's a quick book and uh, it's it, it was a it was a fun little ride. And and it's cool. uh it's very self-contained. I'll put it that way. Nice. So. Yeah, it's very so it sounds like it's in the same realm as or not realm, but same feel as dungeon crawler carl as a matter of fact people you know people who bought this also bought dungeon crawler carl so in that same kind of yeah yeah sat- it's satire or, or or maybe not satire but uh mm-hmm. it's got that t- tongue placed firmly in cheek yeah, yeah. good mm-hmm. good well scalzi so. scalzi's a good writer for that stuff even in no man's war which was fairly serious uh, or old man's war sorry no man's war. Um, Old man's war is fairly serious. It still had this like kind of biting. I don't know. Not really. Man, I kind of commentary, I guess. But I love that kind of stuff from him. He's a very good author uh, and worth checking yeah. out. I keep hearing good things about Kaiju Preservation Society, but I haven't. I haven't. Picked that it up. one is great. I think I reviewed that one on this show. Did last you do it here? Oh, I don't remember that. That's great. Yeah, it's it's the it's got it's it's kind of. I wouldn't say it's the same because obviously it's a completely different story, but. It's got the same like kind of arc to it. It's self-contained. It's a it's a quick little popcorn book. It's it's easy to read. It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna, you know, require a lot from you to read it. You just you just go on a ride. Uh that's awesome. A uh, quick note about stuff we like in common. Uh uh Hugh Howie, who did the Silo series, which had a very successful uh first season on TV and all that now, and the books are amazing. And you and I are reading them simultaneously a while back. Um mm-hmm. they he announced on somewhere, one of the social media things, that he is currently writing a whole new novel set in the Silo universe. And uh Ooh. he says he's very far along. So I'm very excited for whatever That's the cool. hell that Yay. is. Yay. Yeah. yeah, I have I have a couple other things that are like uh um, you know, like audible freebies and some of them were, uh, Hugh Howie. Yeah. Like, um, let me see. Machine learning, mm. um, is available. Oh no, I need to, I had, I would have to spend a credit on that. Never mind. But yeah, it's a collection of stories by Hugh Howie. Um, so, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff out there from him and I'm like, I want it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will there's need it all. Something about his style just really grabbed me and always, I mean, yeah. I love all his books, but very excited to he- see whatever's next from him. Oh yeah. Here it is. Same. Machine learning. Uh, I hadn't heard of this either. Let's see. Oh, this looks good. This just came out, right? Oh no, it's 2017. It's been a bit, but still I've, I would like to check this out. Some incredible fiction says the first review. Uh, cool. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, there you have it. Uh, go check these out. Uh, the Scalzi book once again is called where to go. Starter villain. Uh, starter villain. Yep. 
And uh, Brian, you're going to put these up on quicktms.li. Uh, Already there. Yep. Awesome. So go to quicktms.li, everybody. You can find uh, her picks every time we have them. Uh, Amy, it's so fun hanging out with you. I hope you're doing well and uh, can't wait to do it again. I am. Well, hopefully, you know, I had to have a toenail removed no! yesterday. So my toe is like super sore. Oh, and, sure. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I mean, the actual removal was fine because I was all numbed up. But let it me wasn't tell a you, Russian mobster with pliers or anything. Hope not. No, but but okay. let me tell you, like, if you ever have to ha- have that done, you know, as much as as much as nobody likes going to the dentist and having to have a cavity filled or whatever, and that mm-hmm. you know get the shot there. So if mm. you have to have one of those shots in your toe, so much worse. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my sure. god. Yeah. yeah, it's a million so times worse. worse. Try get one in your heel. I had to do that once. It was terrible. Oh, oh yeah. Terrible. I know. It's awful. Like I think it's because there's so many nerve endings in your feet, mm-hmm. you know. And so, oh my god. But yeah, she got, she kept having to give me more of it to get my toe totally numb. Mm. Which I was glad she did. Don't get me wrong, but dang, it hurt. Are you slow? Um, When you go to the dentist, are you slow to numb when they do your face shots and stuff? Or do you numb up pretty good? I think I numb up pretty quickly. Although, like, when I had my wisdom teeth were weird. Like, I had to get my wisdom teeth out. And I had a dentist who, like, didn't put you under for that. uh, Which I... Yeah, if if I could go back and change that, I would <laughs> be like, no, I want to go to someone who's going to just knock me out. Actually, now that you say um, that, I did the same thing. I didn't know I had the option. I, they gave me happy gas, but I didn't have they didn't put me out for it. I hated it. Yeah, same. And I, you know, like my bottom two were really badly impacted and I felt every bit of it. And my favorite thing is when the dentist tries to tell you, oh, that's not pain. It's pressure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, here, I can tell let, the me, difference. Yeah. let me quickly punch you in the face and you tell me, <laughs> is yeah. it pain right. or pressure? No, you kick him in the nuts and walk away and go, you'll be fine. That's just pressure. You'll be fine. It's just pressure. Yeah. yeah. Damn, so. dude. I, well, I'm, I'm glad you had it done because obviously stuff like that needs to be done, but I do not yeah. envy the process. That not, sucks. Not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, but um, we are very excited. We had a meeting a couple days ago. Uh, some of you may have seen in the Discord where I kind of announced that Chuck and I would probably not be able to come to Vegas. This oh! year, which we're very, yeah, we're very sad about that. But the reason for it is really good. So we have an opportunity to do uh, three interrelated puppet show pieces in a festival called uh, experimental puppetry theater here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're in the Atlanta area, like right after Vegas, uh, it's May 1st through the 5th, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then if you're anywhere near there, I totally recommend coming and seeing the show. Um, we're, we're waiting for, to hear back from the director if our pieces got accepted because if they did then we're going to get like you know some small amounts of money mm, to actually yeah. produce the show and then you know then we we make this into a real thing you know and so will it, it be like a opportunity. like a stage yeah. thing is that the whole deal up in front of people yeah how, okay yeah and um xpt is like it's a it's a curated set of short form puppetry pieces and they're all it's it's an 18 and over show so it's not you know, it's, it's not Sesame street. Um, and, uh, it, it's all about kind of pushing the envelope, kind of doing something that you haven't 
done before or that maybe hasn't been tried before. A lot of the pieces are just kind of weird. Um, some of them are really artsy. It's kind of like, I would, I would say if you like stuff like Meow Wolf, where it's really strange, also kind of funny and, uh, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and visually engaging XPT is, is definitely something you would enjoy seeing. And, um, you know, they, they do it every year. We've never done it because, um, when I first learned about it, I, my kids were like six and four and it's, I mean, it's a f- whole other full-time job to produce one of these shows. Oh yeah. And so I was like, okay, well that's just not feasible right now. I can't do it. Well now, you know, my oldest is in college and my, my youngest is a junior in high school and driving herself places and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, now's the time. So, um, so yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're crossing our fingers. I will I, announce I it so. as soon as I know, but okay. yeah, hey, I hate, I hate that you're missing TMS or the potentially missing TMS Vegas. But, uh, if there's any good reason to do it, this is an incredible opportunity, incredible reason. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, let us know as the, you know, as the tadpool, uh, mob, if there's anything we can do to help. Yeah. Yes, I definitely will. I may actually be hitting you up for like 3D printed stuff. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, I'll get so, on a lot faster than I than I did your uh, your stamp. My stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool um yeah so we will know we we should know by this weekend i was hoping to know by today but we're not we don't we don't know yet but we will we will know by this weekend if our pieces got accepted and and then we'll go from there so and you know i mean i guess if you want to be a bright side about it if my if they don't get accepted then we're coming to vegas so all right you know Either way, win-win. you either it's a win. Yeah, it's a win-win. That's let me true. ask you. Let me ask you a question. I've always wanted to ask a puppetry person. Yes, a puppets and marionettes are they allowed in the same conversation? Are they part of, of the same world? They are. Okay, so marionette, yes. marionetting could even happen at this event. You're saying people meet. Oh that? yeah, it definitely does. Um, marionettes are one of the hardest puppetry art forms, just because it's so difficult to you know, manipulate something with strings and really give it emotion. You know, it's, it's really difficult. They're really, and they're, plus they're, they're unwieldy and they don't travel well, right? Like you got strings everywhere. It's really hard to uh, move them around, but absolutely there are, uh, there are marionettes. Um, We have a marionettist who regularly does pieces in the Atlanta puppet slam, as well and he does amazing amazing work um so yeah absolutely so the i'll give you a quick primer on puppetry here Please. just like real fast um, so there's there's five major types of of puppets all right so you've got you've got marionettes yeah. we just mentioned you got hand you've up got the butt no. hand puppets which <laughs> kind of like uh like the mr rogers puppets or uh punch and judy sure um okay. those are those are hand puppets you know it's basically like a glove that yeah. you just stick your hand in yeah. um and then you've got rod puppets which are exactly what they sound like little things that are on a stick and they may have some little mechanism usually like a little trigger or something where you can operate their mouth or whatever, but mainly they're being moved around with a rod. Oh, you know uh, what? What it counts as that is the Brian, that episode of Fargo with the puppets. Yeah. The dream yeah, sequence. The utopia. Uh, yeah. But the part with the puppets where it was kind of bad, you know what, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. That's that was very much punch. And, that was very much punch and Judy. Yeah. And they yeah. were, and those are, those would be called <laughs> stick puppets then. That's the name of that. Technique rod or whatever. Puppets. Rod, puppets. rod puppets. I think those are more mm-hmm. like, but those are more like hand puppets, right? Like, well, no, I guess not because she was up above them. She wasn't moving with her hands. So they were almost like, 
Right. I always just, this thing with the sticks, I always picture, or rods rather, I always picture like the little old timey stage with the opening and then a bunch of crowd out in front of it and then just like little. Yeah, that's like you're punching Judy though, right? Yeah. And that's what you're visualizing. Yeah. And that's what I thought. That's what I thought we were seeing in that Fargo episode, unless I don't know. Yeah. Which are hand puppets, not the. Those are hand puppets. Yeah. Sort of like, like I say, like Mr. Rogers and stuff like those are, those are all hand puppets. So you've got, and I'm do I'm sitting here like doing the hand motions. You're gesturing. We can totally see, we can totally see the gestures you're making. I I have, I have a laptop that I need to set up and then I can get this set up to where I can actually do video on these segments. And I'll, I'll keep you posted (laughs) on that, but I promise that's coming. So, okay. So we've got, we got marionettes, we got hand puppets, we got rod puppets. Then we have hand and rod puppets, which are. Jim Henson style Muppet mm-hmm. puppets where your hand is up operating the mouth. And then you've got like you guys puppets yeah, that I gave like you. The ones that we have. Yeah. From those are, yep. Yep. those are hand and rod puppets. Okay. Um, so, and then um, there are actually there's, you know, if I'm, I'm grouping them badly. I don't, I don't remember how they're actually supposed to be grouped, but there's more than that. But then there's, there's shadow puppets and, Body puppets, which are, you know, mm. basically if you got somebody in like a full your mascot costume, your big bird, yep. yeah, exactly. Yep, those are body puppets. Okay. So yeah. Oh, you know what? Your, I take it back. They're, they're marionettes in uh, Fargo. I'm looking at the scene. Fargo, are they? She has them on a string. They're all strings, right? yeah. And okay. the part where he's doing the horrible thing with the bat, yeah. I don't want to give too much yeah. away. Um, that looks like a combination of a someone holding a stick, and then they're also being suspended by wires. Which must be so. Yeah. You know what? When you talk about this event coming up, this is what I'm think of: is this kind of artsy fartsy mm-hmm. puppet business that you don't normally associate with puppets? Just a little darker, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we guys. had. There was a great piece last year by a guy who'd never done never done a, a puppetry piece before and just decided to go out and do this, and it was amazing. It was basically like a giant praying mantis. Uh, the praying mantis was like basically a body puppet and she, it was huge and it was so wow. ridiculous. And, you know, she's like on a diet. And so she's trying to go vegan, but she has all these bugs that are her, like her courtesans and they're trying to put on a show for her. And then of course she ends up eating the whole cast by the end of the, <laughs> by the end of the thing. That's cool. But That's great. It was oh hilarious. God. It was really, really funny. And, that was a, and she was, and that was a body puppet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It was, um, that puppet was amazing looking. Um, but yeah, it's stuff like that. And they do, they do film pieces. So like, um, strictly speaking films like Leica and, um, you know, uh, Wallace and Gromit, stuff like that. Yeah. Those are like stop motion animation. Technically, those are all considered puppets as well because they are, you know, they're, they're little forms and you, you manipulate them and move them. Um, one of my good friends is the director of education at the Center for Puppetry Arts. Her name is Aretta Bumgardner. And she says in her Puppetry 101 course, she says, uh, a puppet is anything you can pick up and bring to life. Wow. So, and wow. I, I love that definition because then literally anything is a puppet, you know? That's true. Um, but, uh, I got yeah, puppet, I mean, can, uh, puppet Tio Salamanca here. Hey everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, drugs. Yeah. and then she, she come when she teaches that class, she comes with like a basket full of like, you know, just random stuff like kitchen utensils and things like that and says, okay, everybody just go pick something up and, and play it with it and puppet. see it. And make a character out of it, you know. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's great. So yeah, I mean, puppets are awesome, you guys. Like, 
there and it's not it's not just uh it's not just you know the muppets although we of course we love them and they're wonderful sure. the muppets sure. are everything but uh you know it's 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 a wide wide world of stuff you can do with puppets what kind of so. uh, what category would you put thunderbirds or team america those puppets in what, what those look, those I don't look know. Like marionettes. They move marionette style, but then their mouths are like some triggery thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is that make that would a, still be a marionette? Then. That'd be a marionette. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love. Those. Yeah, you can have all kinds of really complicated uh, mechs with marionettes, and um, there was <laughs> there was something that was done. It was this was several years ago where uh, somebody decided to do reverse this is actually another puppeteer friend of mine decided to do reverse marionettes where all the puppets were operated with helium filled balloons oh weird and i know right it's like wow. so that's what i mean by xp you know when we say xpt is experimental it's like yeah it's it's really you know out of the box kind of thinking oh so, cool well i it sounds yeah. challenging too now that you've described all that so i wish you all the luck if they approve you guys to get in i think this sounds almost kind of hard so uh thank you. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be super hard and I'm going to be working a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So I will need yeah. all the luck. But all right, uh, of course. But yeah. Of course. You will get all the luck you can stand from us. Uh oh. awesome. Well, good luck with all that. Let us know how it goes. Uh, part of me secretly wants it not to happen so you come to Vegas, and part of me doesn't because uh, I want to see you do right. a cool thing. So I'm happy either way. How about that? We're all exactly. happy either exactly. way. Right? Yeah. All right. Look at it. Yeah. All right. We'll have a fantastic uh, time till we see you next and read lots of books. Will you? Thanks. You too. Bye now. (laughs) I meant to mention this book I'm reading right now, which is about a 600 pound man Uh in Britain. Uh, They are uh, there. There are a bunch of doctors and a couple of hospital engineers and people at his flat about to take him. They've taken a wall out of his flat. And they were about uh-huh. to take him to the hospital to have his leg amputated. And this is all being told uh-huh. from the perspective of the of the big guy, right? Right. Uh-huh. And then right as they've done this, they've strapped him to like this, this carrier thing and left him on the floor. And they're about to finish up and get him out of there. And then something goes wrong. They hear sirens. People are like checking their phones, uh, scurrying off. Suddenly the doctor who was there with him the whole time just bolts and leaves. Uh, he's not sure what's going on. He's left there all night. Nobody's oh, there. No. Like, he, he hears like sirens. He hears explosions. This, uh, stretcher, basically. Yeah, this, he uh, can't do anything. He eventually gets out. I won't explain how, but it's a, it's a whole story. But eventually like gets loose. Game with uh, kind of yeah. The world has strapped yeah. him in though, and yeah. uh, he turns out he's like the only survivor of something. He can't quite explain. I'm not done with it yet, so oh, I don't know the resolution. But it is absolutely one of the weirdest books I've ever read. It's crazy. Huh. Um, I'm trying to remember the name and I can't, I have to look it up. Sounds wild. Uh, all right. Hey, you guys, this is uh, toward the end of the show where we do end of show things. Yeah. And, uh, one of those things we're going to do real quick is read an email from Lydia who emailed us at, uh, the morning stream at gmail.com about generations and says this, hi, I guess I need to figure out how to be in the chat, but anyway, <laughs> you should come in there. You're welcome. Anytime. If you want to come and be in our chat, we'd love to have you. Uh, regarding your conversation about labeling the generations, that's a creation of the marketing business. They lump large categories of age groups together in order to design marketing campaigns to appeal to them. Uh, well, uh, we, sorry, we all also use them, uh, use them cause nowadays, in my opinion, humble opinion, sorry, forgot the yeah. age, uh, because in the age of the inter interwebs, all info is everywhere, everything all at once. 
That's my rant. Well, not a rant, just to share info. I looked up uh, once to try to figure out me. I, I assume they mean them. them. Anyway, yeah. I'm on the cusp of two baby generations. Officially baby boomer, 1961, daughter of a World War II vet, but feeling too young to be thought of as a uh, boomer. Sure, um, sure. I mean, Brian and I are at the top of X, but there are yeah. times where I feel like we fit better in millennials. I don't know why. Just do. I relate. To oh, really? I don't yeah. know if I. I don't know if I feel like I fit in the millennial thing, but uh, well, it depends on your. I mean, this is part of the problem, right? We have labels for what we think millennials are. Or right. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Or Gen X, for that matter. Um, yeah. But I'm. You know, both of us are age-wise pretty far from that. The whole thing's so yeah. dumb, though. These categories. It is so dumb. It is. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're in the Z category. Sorry. Uh, let's see. I'll bet there will be some shuffling in the near future as I'm feeling those who experienced the pandemic will have a different life requirement and value as a result, i.e. the mass quitting and retirements post-pandemic. Wow, maybe I should have blogged about this as it just fell out of me. Have a great day. Stay well. Yours truly, <laughs> Lydia. Well, thank you, Lydia, for the, uh, for the Love thoughts. Love it, Lydia. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. This stuff with generational gaps and... It's never been any different. It's always been this, this, and we always give it names, and we always act like we're smartest yeah. about it. But right, of course, it's just gonna go on. But it's for just it. marketing. It's just a way for Coles uh, to say, "Hey, get your new Millennium Wear." That's Kohl's. right. Get over here and get that on. Free avocado toast. Ooh. Well, now you're talking. See. See, yeah, now I'm work. interested. Um, anyway, thank you for that. If you'd like to send your own emails or calls or voicemails in the show, you can do that, 801-471-0462, or you can email us, themorningstream at gmail.com. It is time to get out of here with a musical selection, I guess. Unless you got anything else you'd like to tell anyone about, Brian, everything got else? nothing else. No, I'm going to do a little more freelance, and then I'm going to go rest for uh, the rest of the day and uh, see if I can just finally get rid of this thing. We'll see. I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah, hope so. Uh, Andrew Heim wrote in and said, Hi, Spotted Coil and Bilby. In uh, TMS fashion, I've completed my 47th rotation of our solar system, and I ask for a cover of Rainbow Connection to celebrate, or any other Muppet cover, as they bring a smile to my face every time I hear them. As always, you guys bring laughter and happiness to my daily commute on the train. There we go. How long is that commute on the train? Thanks, and here's to another TMS year. Andrew from Down Under, Asher mm-hmm. 77 in the tadpole. Whoops, sorry. I mean to push that. <laughs> Love that sound. That's good. <laughs> That's you could play him a happy birthday instead of that. Yeah, horrible, let, let's uh, let's do that. William instead. Shatner fart noise. And he sounds young enough. Let's party. Only the old lady goes to the old ladies. All right. That's right. Yeah, yeah forty-seven. So pretty close. P.S. Don't let those drop bears get you. They're a crafty bunch. Uh, the drop. bears that fall out of trees onto people. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Drop bears. They'll kill you. We got the five <laughs> most deadliest. Jump bears. Uh, let's go uh, to Rainbow Connection. This is uh, a version I have not played before. It's by Emerson Paris from the 2015 album Art Crimes. It's lovely. She's got an incredible voice, or at least the singer of this voice. Half of the songs on this album are sung by a dude. The other half are sung by a lady. So I don't know if it's Emerson and Paris are two people. They might be. Anyway, here's, uh, here's Emerson Paris and Rainbow Connection. Are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows. 
frogpants.com period how are you this morning i'm doing good thank you um i'm sure this question has been answered like five times by now because i'm about a month behind on episodes but moths have dusty wings because well they're actually tiny scales they uh give them the ability to fly apparently this is just from a quick Google search. I'm no moth expert, but also butterflies have these tiny scales. They're just not as dusty-like as moths. Pretty interesting stuff. What does this mean? Are they fish? Are they flying fish? I don't know. You decide. See ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, Wisdom from the Top, I talk with CEOs and business leaders about the toughest challenges of their careers. There's lots of ways to measure success. Sometimes a company has to bet against itself. We wanted to set ourselves apart by having a point of view. Businesses really impact people's lives in pretty fundamental ways. On Wisdom from the Top, some of the greatest business leaders of our time share their intimate stories of leadership, innovation, and transformation. Stories you won't hear anywhere else. Check out Wisdom from the Top only on Luminary. Now, back to your show. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.